This is eating dollar pizza slices and not knowing how you gonna pay rent. And this is so much. It took a lot to get here. So um, I don't take this lightly. Um, he reached out online to show my love and I was like, can we work? And he said, yes. And he really meant that. Like, Wayne is a man of his word. I never met anyone so, like, kind and just, like, humble. And then just to, like, where it is now, like, top 10 on alt radio. Um, the last person to do that was Tracy Chapman in 1989. Wow. Well, like, the last black black woman so this song is like so special my mom always says like it's like a divine just download my name is dj sensex this is the hip-hop raise me podcast right now i'm with a very very dope artist she goes by the name of fouché how you doing fouché i'm doing well how are you I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. How are you getting on? Pandemic, lockdown, whereabouts are you right now in the US? Right now I'm in LA and it's starting to, things are starting to look up. I see people outside moving around, so looks like we're, we're getting there. We're getting to a better place. I mean, I've seen, I've seen what's been going on in, in Houston and Dallas and South Beach, Miami. Miami looks like, it's like it's New Year's Eve every night down there right now. It's crazy. Yeah, they. I don't think the pandemic even exists in Miami, Atlanta, but um, yeah, and California is starting to open. The sun is shining, things are starting to open up. So I feel good. I feel good about it. All right. Well, look. Let, let Let's get straight into this. Like, first of all, like I want to talk to you about, you know, the freestyle, the the Sleepy Hollow freestyle at the deep end, because that's that's where I first found out, you know, about what you do. So how did that come about? Because that was crazy, the way that that just came out and just popped off. Yeah. Um, well, I put out the sample originally as a part of a sample pack that I did. Um, the producer of the song found it on the pack and made that song. I didn't find, find out about it maybe like till a month after. Um, just because a couple people were like using different samples and it just got lost in the mix. So by the time I found out about it, it was like, a month in, um, and my friend sent me like a YouTube link, and by then it was already like gone. It was already like at a million views, and people were using it on TikTok. And um, I just started to to see it after that. Like I didn't know about it before, and then you know, after I did my research, I just saw it everywhere. Um, and then uh, yeah, people were like, "Who is this girl in the sample?" It was like pretty hard connecting the dots that I made like that TikTok about it, just saying it was me. And there was a lot of like controversy surrounding it because it's a pretty long story. It's a it's a long <laughs> story. I don't know how much time you have, but I made my version. Um and that's where I, that's where I am now. That version did well too. So I was kind of blessed to have that song have two lives. The hook went went viral as a part of that freestyle, and then my full version 
had a crazy run too. So right now it's doing it's like top ten alternative radio out here. So I'm really happy. I'm really happy. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy because you know hip hop is built on samples. Hip hop's built on you know everything from jazz to funk to blues to soul and everything, and that's how it started out. And it's 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 kind of moved away a lot from that recently because you know producers want to get paid; they don't want to have to pay for samples or anything like that. And neither do artists. But that's that's like a that's like a crazy. It's like it's like a retro approach, like. You know, it's actually genius. You know, did you think it was gonna do this? And and where did you put the sample pack? Like, I I just I just want to know. I I need the details. I did not think it was gonna do that at all. Um, I remember when I made the sample, it was just off the top of my head. I was like sitting in my room, and that's what came out. I just like played some chords and sang that little clip, and I was not even crazy about it. I was like. Hmm. Maybe somebody will like it though, and I'll put it on that that pack, and it's on Splice. That sample isn't on it anymore, but the pack still is on Splice. And yeah, it's always like that thing that you would never expect to be the thing that people take to that people take to. So that's definitely the case with the sample. I would have never thought. Wow, that's actually mind blowing. I use Splice all the time, so it's just fascinating to hear how yeah like how how this 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 happened so you know do you use splice like was it a thing where you were like you know what like yeah did you do it with the intention that something <laughs> like this might happen or did you just like all right some ideas let me see what goes on yeah no i was just like what do producers need um it's like i i had seen the platform before like i had seen people use splice before and I feel like people mostly need from a vocalist vocals. So it's like, cool, I'm just gonna make this B pack of hooks and like phrases. Cause I feel like people can use it not really knowing what what the outcome will be. Cause it, it, it's really not smart to do that. Cause in those situations where a song really takes off, you get lost in the sauce. So people don't really do that. But that was my intention to make some hooks and you know something like people will actually use hey like if i would have never done that you know it, it never would have worked out to how it is so everything happens for a reason so um yeah i don't know that i would make another pack after that experience but that was my intention to to just make useful sound clips for producers to use because you know, I really, I, I love songs that incorporate samples, so I know how important it is to production, and I'm not taking away from that. I think it's it's beautiful. It kind of gives, like, songs a double life, mm. you know? Mm. Like, a really cool thing is, like, discovering a new song that you like and finding out where the old sample came from and, and looking it up and then falling in love with that song, too. And I think that's what people thought about Deep End. They thought it was like some old sample. And that's what made it special. Okay, Sample Pack came out, you know, the freestyle popped off. And then you you put out your your track Deep End. What, 
was that was that already written before you did the sample pack or is that something that you put together um yeah how did that come about the sample was written maybe like two years before the full song was written a sample pack i think it's like over two years now maybe three years now but um yeah i didn't finish it until that situation happened because people were looking for it. They're like, they wanted a full song. So I never even thought about finishing it until that happened. I was kind of interested in seeing what it turned out to be about. Because like before it being stream of thought and, you know, not that I wasn't going off the deep end then, but I think when it came down to me finishing the song and stuff was going on with the sample, uh, we in quarantine. It was a lot of like built up anger. So I got to get that off my chest, but at the same time, I wanted to like empower people. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. You know, you know what it is? It's, it's this whole pandemic situation. Like, with the pandemic, everything changes and you've got to adapt. And if you don't adapt, um, mm-hmm. you, 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 you know. That. Yeah. And, and you, you kind of experienced that yourself, right? You've, 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 managed to, you've managed to change your life in the middle of one of the most difficult times in our lifetimes, right? Yes. My favorite thing to do is to adapt because I feel like, like I said, like if you're not adapting, if you're not growing, then you're slowly dying, really. But yeah, like there was a time where I just wasn't on TikTok. I just like I I had heard about it and and then I just kind of made that conscious decision to switch over and see what it's about. And I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. (laughs) But um. I love stepping into like stepping outside of my comfort zone and trying new things because it just gives you uh, new legs. (laughs) But yeah, like when when I posted that, when that around the time that that happened, I think I had like three videos up. And then the the third video that I posted went went viral. And I learned a lot from TikTok. I wasn't really dancing like that, but I, I understood like what appeal was and just like understanding what this the generation that's on TikTok likes and just you know seeing what other people around the world are doing here and what music people are fucking with all over the world you get that all on that one place I think that's pretty tight and um, it was definitely outside of the comfort zone but I always gladly embrace those moments what what was the biggest thing that you learned from using TikTok? Um, as someone who just came onto the platform and, you know, seeing how it's used, like what, what was the biggest eye-opener for you? Um, I think it taught me to respond 
in that moment, like, um, people are, like, constantly, every second, creating content. And things happen fast. Like, with the introduction of apps like that, moments happen fast. So you kind of have to just be on top of that moment. You know what I, you know what I kind of mean? Like, just that song going going viral and then responding to it immediately and then coming out with the song immediately. I think the time and the things are happening really fast. So it just taught me the importance of being on time and being uh, in that moment. And also that everyone has their thing and we can all succeed at the same time. There's so many different lanes. There's so many different aesthetics. There's so much different things out there. You can, like, each person can do, can do really great at it. There's people going viral daily. There's people, you know, breaking through in the music industry daily. Yeah, like, whereas, like, before it just seemed, you know, like, this person will have their moment and it's going to take a while for the next person to come around. But um, just that we can all share these moments together and exist together and succeed together. Yo, I I go on TikTok right now and then, and and I find it fascinating. I find it, I find it incredible that, um, it's it's almost like a different generation of artists and creatives and and DJs are using that platform to do things totally different. And I feel like there's gonna be some people that come out of that just to, just come with a totally different way of thing way of doing things. And you've kind of, you're you're part of that. You've done that yourself already. Um, yeah. But I think it's real exciting, and I think it it really does shake everything up, you know. I agree. I really do agree. I love that we're getting like this platter of different things. <laughs> why shouldn't Why shouldn't more people like dance? Like people like to throw a lot of shade on the dances, but why not? Why not try to learn to dance or try a recipe or whatever? Like. I'll be on there getting like makeup tips. I'll be on there learning. I'll learn something new there every day. She's as it sounds, whether it's like just a little moment of inspiration. Why not? Why not? That's so like to the people that's just like TikTok is trash. It's just, like you are slowly dying. Just embrace it. It's part of our lives. These are actual people in the world. And here we are all together. I hear that. I totally hear that. So before you discovered TikTok, before you put together the sample pack, what were you doing? Like, what was you doing as an artist? I was just kind of, you know, the artist grind. I was writing a lot. I was just like creating within within my community and, you know, within my reach. I think it just like connected. It connected the dots to a larger audience, but I was still doing what I was doing. I was still making music I, I started writing and singing around the same time like around five or six so I always had been writing um I was always doing this honestly like right before the pandemic hit um I was performing a lot um we had just done like a run of shows in LA within like the the hip-hop scene Pink Seafood, Mavi, Liv, um, within that scene, we were doing a lot of shows, so. And then just 
Yeah, basically, I always been making music, <laughs> and that's what I was doing before. That's what I'm doing now. That's what I'm gonna do later. <laughs> it's never stopped. But the one thing I wanted to say is your new joint. You know, Gold Fronts with Lil Wayne. It's crazy, crazy. How did how did that come about? Everything is DM now. We just kind of um, he reached out online, just showing love, and I was like. Can we work? And he said yes. And he really meant that. Like, Wayne is a man of his word. I never met anyone so, like, kind and just, like, humble, but still a goat. Like, he's still very much the goat. I was just blown away. But he said, like, yeah, he's down to work. Um, Flew out to Miami to his studio. Um, it was cool seeing his writing process because this thing has a skate park in the other room, like in one room and then like the studio in the other. So he was literally like skating. He would come back, lay down a, a verse and go back and skate. I'm just like, what? I'm over here with my pen and pad, like back of my brain. So his writing process is crazy. It was really inspiring. I really feel like this one is a special one. That's crazy. So... Let me get it straight. Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. the GOAT, like one of the greatest of all time, pretty much the father to this entire rap scene right now because mm-hmm. we, we can go through the family tree of artists that he's inspired. So so he DM'd you and reached out to you to work with you? No, he DM'd me just showing love. And I was like, right. hey, can we work? Right. <laughs> and he said yes. He said yes. So that's dope. That's dope, but that's that's still like that's still crazy, like, and you know, I was I was saying before, like, like you you've done something incredible, like you've took a traditional way of making music and flipped it, like you've you've achieved something that every up and coming artist is trying to do but hasn't been able to figure out, and you've just you've just found a code, like you you've cracked the matrix. You've got the golden chalice, like you've done something, like just the process that you've done, and you've done it within one of the hardest times in human mm-hmm. civilization. You know, like the, the pandemic <laughs> and the lockdown. It's crazy. Yeah, massive achievement. Yeah. That is crazy. I did not know that this was gonna happen. I didn't. Know. I didn't plan this. I wish I could just be like, "Yo, I'm a genius. I cracked the code." <laughs> no, I was just going about life and. Really, my mom and my sister, they were the ones that were like, yo, put this on TikTok. And I was like, no. (laughs) No, 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 no. They kept bringing it up. And I did. And of course, like, the video and the song, like, that was, that was the fun part for me because that's what I love to do. I'm always, um, I make songs almost every day. And then the video... Man, I, I just told the guy, I told Zach Sulak that um, I wanted it to feel like Kill Bill. And um, it's crazy how it all came together, like with, you know, not many resources. That's like, that's how you know, like everything just happens for a reason. Like, when things happen like that, you can't explain them. You can't recreate them. You can't plan it. Mm-hmm. It happened exactly how it was supposed to happen. It's crazy. But I'm glad... And, and and you know what else is crazy is the fact that the track Deep End, you put <laughs> a track a track like Deep End comes out at a time when 
you know, people needed, you know, they needed good music for the soul. They needed music with substance. They needed music that meant something. And it, and it's crazy because the song actually resonated with a lot of, like a lot of people's feelings at that time. You know, the way that people, you, you really tapped into something like, you know, it, it couldn't have been positioned any better. Like this really was meant to be, right? Yeah. I think like even the negative parts of it happened for the better, like the controversy. I feel like it got people excited about the song. It got more people to listen. Um, I think like even while, while I was shooting the video, I stopped in the middle of the video and I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Something like, I'm like this, we should just like stop and just think of a new video idea. He was like, no, let's finish it. Like, see how it looks edited, and we finished it. Ended up being perfect. Or like, the song I recorded that song in my bedroom. It's like sending stuff back and forth to the guy who um, helped me produce it each time. Sending him like uh, drum references and sending guitar and vocals. All of that was uh, just all is 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 crazy. And then just to like where it is now, like top 10 on alt radio. Um, the last person to do that was Tracy Chapman in 1989. Wow. Well, like the last black, wow. black woman. So this song is like so special. My mom always says like, it's like a divine just download. Cause I didn't think about like, I, I didn't, I don't know. It just came out. I was just. I wish I could be like, yo, like this is what deep end means. Like the chorus right. section of it. How yeah. is it that that those couple of seconds affected so many people? How? Mm. How? How? Like none of it makes sense, and it's not supposed to make sense. It just happened exactly how it was supposed to. I was really on the grind. Like uh, I just remember being in New York and just like working you know, waitressing and then performing after I get off my waitressing shift, like just to to sing, I would like just try to sing as much as possible and like write songs and, and do shows for like basically my friends to like now just having this big audience. Man. I mean, you know, I've I've done that I've done the grind of, you know, part time jobs and everything and stuff and you know, it, it gives you a different kind of humility, like when you're trying to pursue your dreams and when you actually get to a point where you kind of hoped and wished and prayed to get to. I mean, does it, and I, I know you've got even more of a journey to go on, but does it does it feel surreal like right now, like some of the things that are happening, like even, you know, the fact yes. that, you know, the little Wayne thing we just talked about? Yeah. It's really fucking weird. It's really crazy. Like the people that I look up to, it is surreal. And I, part of me is glad that everything is closed right now because I think it would have been too overwhelming for me to see that in person. Or like I probably, like you said, would have been touring right now. And my life would have went from being in that bedroom to touring the world. Like that would have been crazy. I think it's cool, like a, a cool buffer that it happened at the time that it did, so I could kind of warm up to to everything. But um, it doesn't feel real. Yeah. I mean, the level of the level of 
I'm going to gas you up now, the level of creative excellence in the music that you do. So, and again, for Deep End, yo, that, that Deep End is like a song that an accomplished artist for decades would do. And, you know, be okay, that's a pivotal moment for that highly revered, successful artist who's been doing it for decades. You know, it's, there's a very, very high standard to the music that you're putting out and the songs that you're writing and the substance yeah. that comes with it. Who inspired you? Who, who are the people that inspired your songwriting and your voice and, and the way that you structure things? I think it just came from trial and error and, like, just studying music. Um, studying music for a long time. I wrote music. Like I said, I started writing and singing at the same time. So wrote my first song, five or six. I still remember that song. And I love melody. I love playing with melodies. I love, it's like a puzzle, figuring out, like, what's the perfect melody for this song? And then writing the song is just like a therapy session. Like whatever you're going through, just play the song, make it rhyme sometimes if you want to there's really no rules to it but i think um just hearing being a fan of music that's where i learned and you know performing live with musicians who are fans of music and have that knowledge that technical knowledge and being obsessed with finding new music like finding new things that that move me and my mom, being a musician, she was a drummer before I was born. Wow. She had that musical bone in her and just, like, exposed me to hell music. Like, she used to play a lot of Bob Marley. And in a way, I feel like I really did. That was, like, the, the, the framework that I'm using today. Like, picked up the guitar, I'm writing, singing, you know, writing about some heavy shit. Sometimes. I still make fun music, too. Who, who are your heroes in music? I always say this. Frank Ocean, Bob Marley. Um, and that list is always changing and growing. I just have my different phases. Like, um, I used to listen to Bradley, Jasmine Sullivan, and then, and then um, I used to be, like, heavily tuned into battle rap when I was I studied music for a little, and I got to learn classical music. And then um, being in New York and being exposed to, like, jazz, rock, blues. Now I, I love more, like, mixed genres and things that just blend and, and push boundaries. I'm always just, like, yeah, I just, I'm in love with anything that makes me feel something. So it's always changing. Like, I love, I, I love music. <laughs> I'm just a music fan. Okay, okay. I want to talk to you about battle rap. I mean, is there any particular battle rapper that you rate more than everybody else? Or is there any particular battle that you'll always remember? Yeah, um, I think my favorite battle is Loaded Lux versus Murder Mook. This is like ages ago. Right. But Loaded Lux, I, I really loved Loaded Lux because he was so like articulate. <laughs> he had like a really fresh delivery on things. Mm -hmm. how, how do you feel about the no, you know, there's, there's no rules in battle rap. There's no, nothing is sacred. Like anyone can get it. Like there's no, 
You know what I mean? It's like they they it's it's just the don't don't step into that ring if you if you've got issues that you're offended by or anything like that. It, it really is like the most brutal kind of like um, savage form of lyricism and 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 we love it as fans. Like we 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 cheer it on. It's like you know we're just as bad as people who are giving it out. But it's like yeah, what you know as a songwriter, is there, is there anything you take from that? Is there anything like that audacity? Absolutely. That's where I learned about metaphors, punchlines, setting up like, you know, a story, especially, especially punchlines and metaphors though. I always had that in mind. So Lil Wayne reaches out to you. You say, let's work. You're working with him. And <laughs> I, I, I got to keep like replaying this because this doesn't happen to everybody. And, you know, he's, he, he's the OG. He, you know, he's the father of most styles that you hear in rap today. Is there any, you got, you got any favorite little Wayne album? Is there an album that means more to you than others? Is like, is there anything that you, you grew up on listening to? Yeah, I think it was Carter 3. Yeah, that was the one. Um, yeah, that was the, that was the one that I remember. Like niggas just driving around to and memorizing front to back. That was a very pivotal moment in music. Um, he inspired generations of people. Uh, he, a lot of rappers wouldn't exist now without him. Yeah, and it's like that. He's still working hard like when we went to we were in the studio i landed at eight he was like uh to, he's gonna come at 12 a.m to start the session 12 a.m got there at midnight i think i left at 8 a.m he was still there he probably left at like 6 p.m there was like two other artists there and he's working on like three projects right now it's like how does someone achieve as much as you have achieved and still work as hard as you do usually people get you know a little lazier whatever he's working he's still working just as hard and this i needed to see that and and he's got money he's got awards he's got gold platinum probably mm-hmm. diamond records like he don't really need to do it anymore like he doesn't but it's it's fascinating you know he's still doing it like I'm, from what you're saying and what you're describing it's, it's absolutely fascinating like you know where he is in his career he don't he don't need to work with new artists he doesn't he doesn't even need to he doesn't need to do shit he could just sit there with his money and live very comfortably but he could be very cocky but he's the most humble artist I think this industry is so funny and you have a lot like a lot of people reached out to me when this shit happened when deep end happened um, to work or whatever. There's a lot of cap going on, but he's a man of his word, like you know, from through and through. And he's like everyone on my team. Everyone on my team, he was very sweet too. He don't know them from a can of paint. Sit down and like look you in the eye and have a heart to heart with you. That's so beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. I, I'm grateful to have had that. So how did you decide that 
both fronts was the joint for him to be on because, you know, again, you know, by, at that point, you, you just you just come into the game through the most unimaginable way ever. And you're sat down in the studio with Little Wayne in Miami. Was it like, did you just play him like a bunch of tracks and he picked that one? Or was it like, did you have a vision of what you wanted him to be on? I always had that one in mind for some reason. I just felt like, I, you know, I can't really put my finger on it. I just felt like he would like it. And I was so nervous, like, just playing music. Like, immediately when I got there, he's like, all right, what are we doing? Like, he's ready to just get on. And um, I was like, wait, can I play him a few songs? And um, he was like, you know, listening and taking everything in. And then I played Cold Fronts. And it's like, uh, I was like, this is the one I kind of had in mind. And then after playing all of it, <laughs> you know, and I got on some of his songs. Because I, I felt like it's such an introspective song it's about it was like written in the present like being in quarantine going through what i went through as a black woman you know like being black and in quarantine right now is a different feeling we just went through the trauma of george floyd and you know healing from that dealing with a pandemic dealing with man it's so much it's so much going on there were just some days where you feel, I don't know, just like drained, tired over it. Just about that and saying like, regardless, we will put on our gold fronts and go out and put a smile on, shine through it, you know? Yeah. That's what the song is about. I'm sure he has his stuff that, you know, he has things that he's dealing with right now. He saw when his year was like the world's you know when you get to that level the world already is in your business so we already know what's going on with him and i felt like it was a special moment to it's a crazy time because i think i was saying to someone earlier today like you know that what happened with george floyd is is a moment that shook the world you know it, it changed mm-hmm. everything it it was it's kind of sad that it took something so horrific and so tragic to, you know, bring about some kind of change and, you know, there's, there's positives and there's negatives that have come out of everything. And I think what what has happened is a lot of layers have been unpacked and a lot of things have been re-examined. Whether that's good for the good or for the bad still remains to be seen. But it was definitely a horrible time, you know, and I think you know, then you get the whole colorism thing. Like, if you're lighter, it's like, oh, it doesn't affect you. You know, da, 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 da. and it's kind of like, you know, if if you're if you're mixed race or biracial, you're getting it in a different way from, you know, someone who's black or someone who's brown or something. So I just think, I think everybody went through something, you know, last year and still is to a certain extent, you know. And I think, I think, like Chance the Rapper said, I think, I think music is the only thing that we really had. I think if we didn't have artists and the music that they put out i really do think it would have been a lot worse you know if it wasn't for artists speaking out if it wasn't for like music that people could connect to you know um yeah definitely would have been harder to deal with very very yeah i made i make music for to heal people of course but for me too i think it was therapeutic and i I write with the intention that someone 
else can relate and this might help. So I definitely see that being the case, especially, you know, especially early quarantine. Um, I was listening to a lot of, a lot of slow songs. <laughs> I was listening to a lot of slow songs and I was writing a lot. And I knew that, I knew that it would affect music. Everything is gonna affect the music, whether it's like, you know, in the lyrics or you see how like now everything is digital. I don't think that's gonna change much. People are gonna be outside later, but I think that's something that we'll always like hold on to. And it's like, just make it shifts in history. What what songs were you listening to? What songs helped you get through it? Um, there's an artist named Nisi Blues, Cry. Right. She put on an EP called Cry. It's so you know, it speaks for itself. <laughs> a lot of Frank Ocean, a lot of Clara. You know, just like I'm blessed to have some talented friends too that I listen to. Um, the same artist I told you about that we were doing shows last year with. Um I like the fact that Nas did Ultra Black when that came out. Like, I'm not saying he wrote it for that time, but the, again, the timing of it coming out and everything else, it was so, I think, in a different level, with a different audience, and from a hip-hop perspective, it was like that. And I think the Rockstar remix, the Baby and Little Baby, I think it, it was dope to see a lot of rappers switching up what they were doing, you know? Oh, yeah, the conversation changed a lot. I think you were much more aware that they have responsibility and the music that is going to affect people and you gotta like kind of be careful about that and choose what your approach is so it's cool to see that shift in music and see people be more aware um and and i think there was a lot of you know like things have to be in balance mm. oh so there's also a lot of like mindless music too and that's good too <laughs> something you don't have to think about when you, you don't have to think when you listen you just dance or you just sing along or you instantly feel happy those songs are really important every artist every type of song has its place even the bad songs like what is a bad song yeah i, I you know I, I like some ignorant shit i'm not i'm not embarrassed to say that <laughs> <laughs> So 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 what what happens next? Because you know you, you you know 2020 life changing year for you. You came through. You did something that that kind of hasn't been done, um, and you, you've arrived. Like you you've got an audience now. People finally recognize what you're capable of. It's like the hustle's paid off. You know. So yeah. what 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 happens moving forward? Like what's 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 your What's, what's your mind state like right now in terms of your approach to making music? Um, I've been asking myself this question and this question only. How can I change the world? How can I change the world? And if what I'm doing is not going to do that, I don't want to be a part of that. Uh, I have to keep going. I have to do this on another level. I have to... There's a lot of people, like, watching. There's a lot of people looking up to me. Like, and... I come from a little town in New Jersey where no other artists came out of. Right. Um, I think it's really important for all the communities that I passed through to to just show that there's no ceiling. 
So I want to, um, I just want to change the world. I really do. I want to change. How you know how you do that? How? Just be you. Yeah, that's true. That's it. That's all there is to it. Because you're already doing it. So it's like, just keep doing you. And that's it. That's very true. That I can do. <laughs> keep making dope musical substance that connects. Yeah. And yeah, just, just, just keep creating musical excellence. That's, that's, that's it. Right. And I, I'm trying to hold myself accountable to be honest, um, to say shit in ways that you haven't heard it, to push myself um, outside the box of genre, to push myself visually to do things that it's so easy to just say, oh, someone did a video like this. Let's do something like that. I want to create new references. <laughs> I want to be the new reference. I want to be. I really want to just change the world as much as I can while I'm here. It's not not too much to ask. <laughs> no, I, th I think I think you can do. It. And then is is there anything is there anything that you want your fans to know, like the new fans that you got, or people even even if they just gravitate to deep end or and they've yet to discover about who you are and what you yet to do, you've got a body of work that's about to come out, which is gonna, you know, enlighten people even more. But yeah, for them people who discovered you in twenty twenty, it's like is there anything you want them to know? Is there anything? Yeah, I want them to know that if you think you know me, you don't. And just when you, think <laughs> you understood me, <laughs> I just want to um, push people's uh, challenge, people's opinions of me in a good way. And um, I want them to know that this is blessed, sweat, and tears. This is the result of, it's not like, no overnight shit. like this is man this is eating dollar pizza slices and not knowing how you gonna pay rent and this is so much it took a lot to get here so um i don't take this lightly and i've been waiting for a while to get here so be afraid <laughs> 